Hello everyone, I'd like to get an announcement out of the way before we start this week's episode. And that's after this episode, we are going to start being released bi-weekly. I'm very sorry for this change, but due to time constraints and some real-life problems, my editing quality has been slipping, and I want to be able to guarantee that our quality stays up while also keeping to a release schedule that isn't cut absolutely down to the wire. The next release of Aeterna after this week will be on the 27th. Patrons will receive it two days early, and I hope that you all continue listening, and I'm very sorry that we do have to do this. Anyway, with that announcement out of the way, I hope that you enjoy this very tense episode of the Aeterna podcast, and we'll have some more for you after the show. Welcome to Aeterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production, a dark fantasy Pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. I would like to thank the patrons that make this possible. Brian Bridges, Brian Rafe, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Robin Mims, Tim Demuse, and Wesley Sullivan. Stay tuned after our tale to hear what these glorious people have in the works. But for now, let us listen. Last time on Dungeon Ball Z, y'all got the fuck out of the Shadow Plane, and back into Gira, and you're literally just walking out of the portal now. Yeah, I mean, okay, so if we're back on the Material Plane, and we walk out of this portal from the Shadow Plane, uh, I want to say that everyone would probably agree that the first order of business is to take all of the uh, poor souls that we dragged with us through this portal straight over to the church. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, since Brock's not carrying anybody, he's actually going to go check on the people in the tavern to make sure all the people that were there when he left are still there now. Okay, so when you turn around to go head back towards the church, uh, <clears throat> you realize the young human man that had opened the gate for you when you first arrived in town is standing there looking winded and frightened. Friend, what seems to be the problem? Oh, it was terrible. There was fire and and twisted wood and the town was empty and there were corpses and screaming. Ah. Uh, are you okay? I uh, I think so. Okay. Well, I don't have much time to talk as you can see we have people that are in drastic need of some medical attention. So Oh gods. He sees them. He faints. Oh, 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 okay. You, you, you rested off, friends. I'll be back to make sure you don't just fall asleep on the street for a while. And, uh, yeah, we're gonna finish dragging the bodies to the church. And then Riley will, like, go fetch the fainted man and also drag him into the church. Okay. Uh, he, he will rouse as you start dragging him. Relax, friend. You're fine now. Everything is okay right now. Are we back home? Riley uh, steadily nods. 
and says, Boy, I hope so. That gold lady, she opened the door and let the fog in. I went to close the door as fast as I could, but but it was too late. How did you find your way back here? I, I, I kept peeking out the door, and uh, I, I saw the portal open, and I, I, I heard somebody's voice, and, and, and I, I just ran for it. Well... I, for one, am glad to see that you've made it all in one piece. I don't believe I remember your name, friend. Moro. I'm the one who opened the gate when uh, Balami said to. Yes. Well, my name is Riley Morheim, and with any luck, myself and my companions have hopefully lifted the curse on this town. I hope so. I need to get back to the tower and, and tell Balami what happened. Here, wait one second. I'll make sure that my allies have the situation inside the church all taken care of, and then I'll escort you to the watchtower. And uh, Riley will kind of just set him up and like slowly back away to make sure he's not going to like freak out or anything. And then he'll go in to make sure that maybe uh, uh, Leaf and Tava, if she went in, kind of have the situation in there under control and on the move. What is Tava doing? Tava, when she got out of the portal, she'd go straight to her carriage. Okay, so you go into the uh, the stable-like area and go into the carriage. Did, uh, let's see, we all walked out, so I'm assuming we all saw kind of the direction everyone else moved in. Once More we... or less. Okay. Yes. Okay, so then, uh, Riley's probably going to assume that uh, if she and Brock went off together, that's they're checking out the uh, inn together or what have you. So he's just popping into the church to make sure that Leaf kind of has a handle on the situation before he escorts the uh, the uh, poor frightened man back to the uh, watchtower. Yeah, I, I think I've got this handled. Yeah, the, uh, the small halfling uh, acolyte of uh, Kraluze lets you in with all the people in the body of Weiss and the priestess will come out and very quickly begin wordly tending to people. By the mother of stone, what's what's going on? We were taken by the fog. Uh, we fought some monsters and found our way back. These people need help. Obviously. Please, here, uh, I'll do what I can. Lay them across these pews here, and she, like, clears off some of the front pews. Do so. Um, did, is, did, Brock, did we, uh, bring Maximilian along with the rest of the group, or did you have him separated? Uh, he would have been with the rest of the group. Then he'll, he'll just kind of point out, say, uh, you know, I, I used the last bit of my magic, and it had some effect on, on this one here, uh, got some of the metal out of his system had had some effect on his flesh uh, but I, I wasn't enough I'll see what I can do thank you then I, I think Leaf would busy himself trying to be like a medical uh, aid in this scenario you know back to like cloths and uh, cold water and just trying to make the people comfortable while she helps alright Brock We'll go over to you. Uh, like I said, he'd just be searching the tavern to 
make sure that everyone that was there when he left is there now that he's back. When you walk in, the main room is still empty. The window on the far side is still broken open, and the door behind the bar is still closed. Uh, he would call out when he enters. He would say, "It's it should be safe to come out. The door will crack and then swing open, and the people will start piling back out. Uh, Shaylin runs up to you and, like, kind of, like, grabs you by the collar, and it's like, what happened? Why were you attacking Maximilian? Where, where did you go? How did you get back? He would kind of hold her, like, a little bit away just to kind of steady her, and he would say he he was a monster. He had been transformed by the creature that was pulling people to the other side. What do you, what do you mean, the people on the other side? With the fog. Is it, the people were disappearing to a, a different plane. Did, did you bring him back? Is he, is he we, alive? We, he is, but he is not himself at the moment. Take me to him. Uh, he would kind of stop her and he would say, I, I don't know that you want to see him right now. Damn it, Brock, take me to him. He, he would take her to him. Alright, so you would arrive at the church, passing by Riley and Morn. Uh, yeah, if we if we cross paths as we're moving, Riley will look at the uh, two of them as we pass by and he'll uh, ask Brock. Uh, probably able to understand exactly why he's bringing her to the church. And he'll just say, um, is uh, Tava at the inn? She did not come inside with me. She may have gone elsewhere. Uh, you would have seen her pass by you. She, uh, she likely went to the stables to fetch her things. I see. Interesting. Okay. Um, I don't know if all the trouble has passed, Brock, so do keep on guard still, as will I, of course. He would nod, and he would say, I didn't have time to check on all of the people in the tavern. That may be a good thing to do next. Well, I'll swoop around once I uh, finish bringing him, and Riley will gesture to the uh, poor watchman uh, sitting on the grounds to where he needs to be. Brock would just give a nod as uh, he guides her into the church. Yeah, and uh, Riley absconds with his uh, temporary cohorts over to the watchtower. Brock, you take shaylin into the church and take her to maximilian and she'll like fall over him and 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 she'll she'll be crying over him and and speaking to him even though he's not conscious and able to respond meanwhile riley uh you head off to the watchtower to drop off morn uh who will go inside the watchtower and run up the stairs you kind of hear Balmy kind of like snip at him and it's like, where the hell you been, boy? Uh, yeah, Riley's actually going to go up with him. Okay. He'll uh, walk in and uh, he'll just explain the whole situation to the two of them um, from start to finish how his uh, guild found themselves in the fog, transported to what he's told was the plane of shadow, the creatures they encountered, the things they went through. And ultimately ending with that he hopes this has solved the town's problem. 
but it's worth being on guard for the time being to make sure that the fog doesn't return. And he anticipates his party staying here, at least for the immediate future, to make certain that the fog doesn't plague this town anymore. Uh, thank the fucking gods, boy, you're not dead. And nobody else come back from the fog. <laughs> With like a half smile, Riley says, it's strange. One of the first things I thought of in terms of fighting the fog was just to venture into it and literally fight the fog. Turns out it seemed to have worked rather well, all things considered. Yeah. Damn lucky guess, I suppose. (laughs) And I hope you're right that it's, it's done and over with. And this probably isn't the same fucking voice I gave him last session. (laughs) <laughs> there's one person out there who's going to call you out on it but luckily it's not me so <laughs> uh, Riley will say keep on watch keep looking and warn if anything comes up uh, I want to believe we're out of the thick of it at this point but uh, strange things are happening these days hey that's true I'll do everything I can Riley uh, nods, makes sure that they're uh, both holding up okay, and then he'll uh, probably head off with the intent of going to the inn. Alright, so uh, you head to the inn. Tava? Uh, What are you doing in the in the uh, carriage? Yeah. Uh, she's not doing a whole lot. She's thinking about a whole lot. Uh, would you care to share, or is this going to be something soon? Um, Tava completely believes that they brought those people back for healing and whatnot. That it was for themselves, not for those people, because of the mental and emotional anguish that. She, you know, she remembers being queen. She remembers leading people on the battlefield. She remembers them sustaining injuries far less gruesome than these people. She remembers years later them still saying that they wish they had died. That if they'd had a choice, they would not have survived it. And so she feels like the the whole lot of them were being completely fucking selfish. That it would have been better to put them out of their misery. Anything else? No. Okay. Uh, I think we'll bounce back over to the church uh, where um, Leaf and Brock are. The wall keeper, she will be still tending to the wounded. She is performing not quite the rituals that Leaf had. She she has a different form of casting and whatnot. So she she's going about a slightly more real, ritualistic approach to casting lesser restoration. Uh, and she she has taking some time uh, after uh, the two casts that she has prepared to uh, fill some some of her empty slots by praying. One of the one of the five that you brought in, just the first one she came to, uh, they revert into a form much more alike to you know a normal looking person, but they're scars, uh, deep very overt scars and then the second she goes to 
there doesn't seem to be much of a reversion at all. And then she, she goes up to the altar and she starts praying to Kraluze. Mother in stone, please. Take my words and allow me to heal those who find their home in your home. And she goes on. Uh, <clears throat> and she's uh, basically uh, gathering spells uh, to fill empty slots. What are Brock and Leaf doing? Uh, Brock is mostly just trying to kind of comfort and console Shaylin at the moment. Probably poorly, but he's attempting. All right, go ahead and give me a diplomacy check. <laughs> at least I'm good at these. <laughs> diplomacy. Eleven. I think, like, she, she doesn't take any offense to it, of course, but uh, I, I don't think it's really helping that much. It doesn't make anything worse. He's he's just trying to point out, you know, like, look, it's it's working, you know, kind of pointing to the one that she successfully healed a little bit. And she, at this point, she she's a little less manic about everything, and and she's just sitting there, and she's crying, and she's kind of like stroking his hair where it's not all you know carved away and, and, and she's just crying and she's like what, what did they do to him Brock doesn't know so he's gonna he's, he's gonna just keep his mouth shut on that because he's not a good liar and he doesn't want to tell her the things that he thinks that they did alright be like it'll be okay Leaf uh, Leaf just kind of says at a relatively low tone just uh are they stable you'll you'll take care of them to the priestess she pauses she she continues speaking a few lines before pausing she says i'm going to do my best they appear to be stable but it whatever was done to them it's resisting being healed then uh call for me if i'm needed uh, I'm going to see if, I, if there's any help needed amongst the town folk. And, of course. Uh, he just kind of nods to Box, and they stride out of the church. Basically, like he's checking for damage done about town, or like if maybe there were people that were trapped in buildings that had gotten wounded or something. And he's just doing a set rep for the Gira at large. Uh, when you head back out into the square, you actually see people dispersing from the inn and heading back to their homes. Uh, it doesn't appear that there's any grand damage or anything. It's much as you left it. Uh, the only thing that would really uh, stand out particularly is the uh, broken window in the inn. Then I guess uh, he's going to get his old satchel out and at least try and patch that. I know we we killed uh, the horned man. Uh, well, we we put holes in him. Uh, Riley most specifically put holes in him. Uh, but there's no real guarantee that the fog's going to stay away as a result of his death. And so the kind of in the hopes that the end can remain a sanctuary, he wants to patch the window up and again just make sure that the any folks that are out and present are taken care of. 
it seems that everyone is uninjured for the most part, if a bit shaken. Right, then he, he gets to gets to work with his mallet of building and uh, whatever tools. I mean, worst case scenario, he just like wood shapes the <laughs> freaking window shut. But yeah, it, it it would only take a like an hour or two of work to fix it. Yeah, so that's that's what he'll be doing until somebody bothers him. All right. Brock remains in the church. Uh, Riley? <clears throat> yes, Riley enters the inn to see what's going on inside. Uh, people are kind of funneling out of it, out into the street, going back home. Uh, you see the broken window, because this is slightly before Leaf arrives. Um, a few people... Uh, nobody's really spread out at all, but uh, Lana is behind the bar and several people are getting drinks and uh, they all look kind of uh, you know, they, they all look shook. So yeah, Riley uh, focuses on the broken window a bit, uh, walks in a few steps uh, and then addresses Lana and says um, How on earth did the window break? some crazy shit gone on and for Maximilian got up and walked like he wasn't injured and then Brock shot a rock at him but missed and uh, well it hit the latch and broke part of the window and well the fog came in but we were able to get out into the into the uh, storage room uh, before it filled out everyone except for Brock but he came back and so are you well, thank the gods you are all safe. Now, when you say miss, Riley will begin striding up to the bar. Do you mean that Maximilian deflected the block, or the uh, rock, or did you mean that Brock completely missed his target? I... It all happened really fast, but I'm pretty sure he just flat out missed. Well, then I reiterate, thank the gods that you are all safe. Riley contemplates taking a taking a seat at the bar, but uh, he he continues to stand, and um, he says, "After we all disappeared, uh, any other trouble in town? How long did the fog persist?" Uh, well, we weren't sure if the fog was gone or not. It 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 faded over an hour ago from under the door, but we didn't quite trust it. So we stayed, but then Brock came in and said that it was clear. Yes. Well, I'm hopeful that the problem will no longer plague your town, though I do not want to get your hopes up too quickly or too soon. I, I think it's worth monitoring the situation for some time to make sure that the fog doesn't return, but my companions and I, we encountered some things within the fog. We stopped him, and we hope that it has solved the problem, but I'm not well-versed in these situations, so I'm uncertain. But what I can say is that I do intend to stay here until I know whether or not the fog returns. All right. Well, you've got a room uh, if you need it. Uh, Riley gives her a uh, smile and a nod and says... Um, Later today, perhaps, my allies and I will gather here to tell the full story of what happens, because I, I think the truth is important for you to know. 
But for the time being, there's still, I feel, a bit to do here. And uh, I must be off. All right. But you come back with your friends, yeah? He nods and uh, probably by this point feeling uh, just like a little bit fatigued because he's done a lot of like running around and jumping and climbing and stabbing, lots of stabbing. So he says, um, yeah, I, I, to be honest, I could use a stiff drink and a good meal. So I will definitely return. I'll have them ready. He uh, gives her a wave and he'll uh, head off into the stable area to the carriage. Do you barge in or do you cannot? <laughs> right well, through I'd the window. <laughs> I wouldn't know when he got close anyway because the eagles are still out. Oh yeah, there would be a, a as her little uh, shining eagles that have this sort of uh, it. And stop me if you don't like this flavor, but like I like to think that these eagles are like like this really bright color, but also um, they have like this sort of spirit fire almost that like kind of acts as a mane around them. I'm like when she heard him raising a ruckus, she'd go open the door and look out. Uh, you would see a Riley entering. Yeah, uh, Riley uh, holds up a hand. He's probably still looking at the birds for a moment before his attention turns to you. And uh, he, he gives you a uh, wave and says, um, Hail, Brock pointed me in this direction. I was hoping I'd find you in or around here. What do you need? Well, I was hoping that in the quiet moments that have followed our most recent escapades, that you and I might have a brief chat. I don't know if you would like me to enter, if you would prefer to do so awkwardly right here under the watchful eyes of your eagles. You can come inside. Riley nods, and he will uh, head inside. Um... Uh, assuming we both take a seat, he'll say, I understand that everyone has kind of experienced a lot of different things with venturing into the shadow plane and the creatures and the turmoil and the things we've encountered there. Um, it's difficult for me to piece together entirely everything that happens, but I know what it means to me, and I also know that you've been a bit standoffish since the encounter so I wanted to check in and see what seems to be ailing you I'm not ailed the shadow plane is just another plane and as far as it goes it's far less bothersome than some of the others yes for a place named after shadows I, I outside of the vicious creature we encountered I expected something a bit more dark and dismal but um, it was surprising to see someone willing to help on that side for me anyways you mean the Shay? Riley nods uh, wouldn't count on always having the Shay's help they're fickled creatures yes so are humans sometimes though Yes, it's fair. Humans are typically less dangerous, though. It 
depends on the human. I've had my scuffles with some that have broken more than my fair share of bones. He'll uh, like hold out his arm and uh, like uh, point to the elbow, I guess, um, reminiscing on an old uh, brawling wound from his youth. You mean the youth that he's still a part of? Shh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this was like, you know, like two to four years ago, man. All right. He's grown up a lot since then. <laughs> he's such a baby compared to everyone else. It's so great. <laughs> well, I am sorry that you did not get a new scar to show off to your girlfriend when next you see her. Well, I wouldn't be so quick to judge. He'll uh, reach and like pull up his shirt a little bit to where he was gashed by the horn. Um, I know he's been fully healed. That probably gets rid of scars. So he's probably a little like vaguely mildly disappointed that there's not uh, uh, remnants of a wound there. But... Uh, are are you talking about where the um, the mythic spike entered you, or where the um, where he touched you and made you bleed? Uh, oh, probably the mythic spike is what I'm thinking of. Uh, that didn't leave a wound at all. It just passed into you. Oh, so then he's even... Uh, he was probably expecting a wound. And once he lifts up his shirt, he's probably a little surprised that there's no tears in it. Um, so he just like goes to show off something cool that he thinks is cool. And he's just like, oh, that's actually... All right. Yeah, never mind. I'm sorry. That's a little embarrassing. Uh, on on the other hand, though, the, uh, the, the spot on your body where... Uh, the chitin's hand touched and caused you to bleed is actually paler than the rest of your skin. Uh, was that like on his chest somewhere? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay. Well, at this point, he's already uh, took, taken his chances with the uh, the, the horn stab and uh, failed. So he's going to kind of give up on showing scars. <laughs> yes, I, I guess I have no uh, battle wounds to carry through from this one. I'm sure you'll make up for it. Knowing me? Yeah, probably. But the uh, the entities that you summoned that uh, cured these wounds were immensely helpful. Thank you for that. They're from the uh, plane of positive energy. Just don't let them overheal you, and it's fine. Why? What happens? Do you, like, explode or something? Yes. Oh, well, huh. Duly noted. Um, <laughs> imagine like a just like a few seconds of like awkward silence before he um says. So, are we? Are you catching some uh, needed R and R in the carriage? I'm fine. I'm just staying out of the way. I didn't even think you were in the way in the first place. I want no part of what you're doing with those men y'all brought back. Well, I, I figured the church would uh, have the most chance of restoring them. I, I didn't, to be honest, think that uh, outside of Leaf, any, any one of us would really have much stake in actually seeing to that the church cannot restore them Riley the church can heal them 
their bodies anyway. But that's as far as it goes. Yes, I, I, I suppose so. That's largely the point in giving them... The point them. is short-sighted. I'm sorry. I, I think I've lost the conversation. Why so? Have you ever seen soldiers that have come back from a rather gruesome battle? witness their lives afterwards? I can't say I have, though my father served, just not in wars. Most of them wish they would have never come back. The mental and emotional torment is too much. And they've been through far worse. Uh, Tava, I think at this time, uh, you're relying on your own memories at this point, but I need you to make a will save. Nineteen. Nineteen. So, um, you feel memories that aren't your own. Uh, memories of Clint start to well up. Um, you suppress some of them, some that you feel are painful. Uh, but you do see, um, from a very low perspective, you see injured elves and humans alike on corners with kind of vacant looks in their eyes. You see people being treated poorly for being uh, less whole, whether it be physically or mentally. And you gather this was early on in Clint's life, probably not too long after the end of the uh, and at the end of the Noctis Civil War. If you wanted to help them, Riley, you should put a bit, should have put them out of their misery. Any practiced leader would know that. I'm not sure it's right to rob them of that choice. And that is the reason I question your abilities as a leader is because you're never sure of anything. And as a leader, you have to be. Even when you're not, you have to make the call and project an image of certainty. Yes. Well, I did make the call and I support myself and my allies' decision to bring them back in the hopes of restoring them. And you made Even... the wrong call. I'm still unconvinced even if some of them are mentally scarred and wish not to continue it's impossible for you myself leave for brock for anyone to know how they would feel after that or to make that call for them it's impossible to maybe know for each individual but when you lead you have to make decisions based on probability and that probability comes from experience, of which you have none.
True, I suppose. That my worldly travels have left me inexperienced compared to others who have lived many lives before compared to even those of my father. Which is why I draw upon the experiences I do know, the experiences that I've read from my father's writings and from the things that I feel. And if someday I come to share your viewpoints, then so be it. But for now, I remember times at which in my youth, in mine and Victoria's youth, when her illness had taken her so much, had taken so much of life from her that she would have openly preferred dying. I, I can't imagine anyone having taken that life from her, especially now knowing that she has reached so much more. It's But we are not talking about going in and slaughtering innocent children in their bed because they're sick. We are talking about men who were once physically capable and emotionally vibrant who will now be filled with constant darkness and psychic pain and will never have back the lives that they once had. And it's something that you cannot understand because it is something you have never witnessed. And I'm not How denying- many men have you led on in the battlefield how many families have you returned home to only to tell them that their sons are never coming home? You have no idea what you're doing. I may not have the experience to back it up, Tava, but I do understand the actions that I take. As reckless as I seem, everything I do has a purpose behind it. I may act impulsively. I may act because of the ways that I feel at the time, but there is no way anyone Emotion is going to... Emotion has no place in leadership and rule. Well, when I have more than three people to lead, perhaps I'll take your standpoint. For the time being, if you are going to call me a leader, then this is the choice I am making, Tava. And if you wish to disagree, perhaps you should have voiced it when we were making the choice. Now, unfortunately, we have brought those people to that church, and I will stand by my choice to try to see that they are returned to some degree of health so they can decide for themselves whether they wish to live or to die. That is not a choice I am placing on myself or anyone here. But if they, wish, if they end up wishing to have died back then, then that is something that I will carry for the rest of my days. That when will be the experience you, I take from this. You lead two people. I am led by no one. And I follow nowhere I do not wish to go. Then you do not call me leader, Tava. Just call me a friend. I do not intend to. I am leaving, Riley. This is your carriage. I was about to leave myself to... No, I mean I'm leaving. Where? (laughs) I'm going to go back and rescue Clint. And then I'm going to go find my husband and do what I've been appointed to do. I'm not going to waste time saving villages and putting my nose in everybody else's fucking business. I'm going to do what I was given a mission to do. Riley uh, just nods and... uh says then if this is the uh, 
disagreements to cause us part to part ways, then I suppose we'll have to agree to disagree. This has been coming for a long time, dear. Newsflash, Riley. I am undead. I am an abomination. I am everything this group hates. I this is just the last of it. Don't know why you projected those things upon yourself. When because you... they are the truth. And the fact that you do not accept them does not make them any less true. I stood in the boneyard. I lived my afterlife and I was brought back from it. I am as unnatural as a creature can be. I was created by magic that shouldn't exist. Pretending those things are not true does not get rid of them. I'm not pretending that your past isn't true. All I'm saying is that it has never been an issue in terms of our relationship towards you. You do not think it's an issue when day in and day out we encounter stuff and I have to listen to people holler about it needs to die because it's unnatural or it's undead. It shouldn't exist. Those same things can be said about me. I think it's at this point that Leaf stops eavesdropping. (laughs) (laughs) And I... He, he just kind of, like, swings the window open, I guess. <laughs> Perry. Uh, <laughs> um, the, you would be able to go through the back door into the uh, uh, the area and approach. Yeah, he, he just... You, you kind of hear, like, a like a gasp. And uh, he, he, like, kind of wounded in his ex- expression. He's still obviously, like and Trent mode uh, and so very boxy in his appearance but his expression and he he's just kind of I like the offended equivalent to shooting daggers at Tava and he, he just says Tava my my concern when the undead has nothing to do with whatever your your status as a person is now I was concerned with these people these soldiers that you were conjuring being taken from their rightful afterlife if if you feel that that you don't you're not welcome in this party that's outright wrong but if you're looking for an excuse to leave us that's your right to do but you are welcome here more so than most we appreciate your presence and damn it you're the closest thing i've got to family out here we've been through so much together and and this is what tears us apart do you not understand that I am I am not where I'm supposed to be either? I have been drugged back from where I belong. I am not any different than they are. I just look better. But the difference is it, it was your choice whether or not they were out here with us. I, I understand your situation that you don't wish to be here either but there's no conjuring that we can break to send you back to wherever it is that you need to be. I do not wish to exist at all. I should never should have existed. If I got what I wanted, Taraxis would take me back 
and I would fix things so that I had never been made. But look at you, Tava. Compare it to whenever we first met. You're your own person. Your own existence, separate from whatever it is you were before. I am my own person. I am my own person, a person who cannot touch anybody, a person who is going to have to endure forever, watching everything around me turn to chaos and death. I am a person who can never have a family. I can never have a normal life because some greedy bitch wanted to live forever. It just kind of like jabs a finger in your direction when, whenever, you know, you, you say uh, pro probably like the, the first bit, he lets you finish what you're saying and he says, you may have lived for a long time and you may have felt your own heartache, but don't pretend that you're the only person who's gone through these things. I've lost people just as well and we're going to lose so many more if we just give up here and try and resign ourselves to our own respective afterlives. You've been given a duty. And I intend to complete it. And once it is done, I will find my way back to her. But my first, first thing has to be to do what the psychopomp asked me to do. Which and is? And he did not ask me, well, it was not to babysit every fucking town we go through. You agreed just as well as everyone else that this was the direction we should go. So he could check on his friends on our way to where we needed to go. We've been here for a day. We were dragged to the Shadow Realm through the fog and attacked by Zonkuthans, uh, worshippers. This, this isn't a situation that we've dredged up for ourselves. This was thrust upon us just like everything else. And we'll continue to help wherever it is we're needed. But if and that is the reason I am going. I cannot be part of that. You don't think you can do right in the world while still seeking your own goals? I think it is pointless to go around trying to do what you call right in the world. When the entire world is set to be destroyed if our own goals are not accomplished, that has to come first. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm about to like, absolutely like emotionally shiv someone. Uh, so just, just to clarify, cause I, I want to do a name drop if I can. Uh, you, you had mentioned your, your husband earlier. Malachi. Okay. And were, were there any other like family members or whatnot that we, you would have mentioned in like past conversations? Uh, well, she has five children and she has a little brother Abner or she did. That's, that's fine. Okay. That, that, that should work. And he's just, uh, so to, is, is this the sort of uh, logic you would have had people use whenever Malachi and, and your family need help? Is, is this the type of treatment your loved ones deserve? You're dooming the my world loved to the exact ones, same thing. My loved ones understood that duty and responsibility 
has to take precedence over all else. If you don't believe me, find somebody who will let you talk to Abner because I was the one that stood at the head of the stairs as his head fell into the basket when he broke the law. Some things are more important than others. Sometimes the greater good has to be thought of before the individual good. And that is the time we are living in now. Has this bit of good that we've done here inconvenienced you so? Tell me what the point of it is. Zonkuthan here is trying to drag the world into chaos just as much as any of these other evil gods. Stopping them is uh, enough in its own. Making Zon sure Kuthan that doesn't happen. Always does what Zonkuthan does. It doesn't bring the world to the end. He does what he does because he he is allowed to. If no one stands and in his way. You're not going to stop him. If somebody was going to stop him, it would be one of the other gods of equal or greater power. It is not you. You have stopped one of his followers. The rest will continue and another will rise up in his place. You have changed nothing. We will call them like the rest. The amount of harm that this man did while he was here is a fraction of the harm that he's done in his lifetime serving his dark master. And now that's put to an end and he will do no more. And another will rise in his place. Maybe not in this town, but in another one. You, you're not going to stop Zan Kuthan. You're not going to stop him from having followers. You're not going to stop his followers from doing what they do. But we have. In this part, we have. You have stopped one chitin. One. And by this time tomorrow, there will probably be who knows how many more born to the shadow plane. They will pick up where he left off. All you've done is given this little community a small reprieve. The felling of even the largest oak starts with one swing of an axe. This is a problem that can't be solved overnight, but it can be solved. No, Leaf, it can't. Zon Kuthan was around doing his thing two, three thousand years ago when the queen was here. And he's still around doing it now, and he will still be around doing what he's doing long after you're gone. You haven't changed anything. Then we create the path that others tread to do it. But you can't just quit. You can't just give up. Go on your own separate path and reduce the good that you can do. That's selfish. Call it what you want. But I think the whole bigger picture of, you know, saving the entire world from annihilation is a little more important than saving every fucking town we pull through. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but the gods have charged us with 
the journey to wherever it is we're supposed to be to our destiny there are steps along that way because charging full hardy to the end result is only going to get us killed and i don't know if you felt it but the time that we spent after having defeated that creature getting swept up in that thing that touched us i feel stronger more capable and i i think this is the path that we were supposed to be on maybe to say it is that the it doesn't have an effect you were supposed to be on you and riley and brock have this mindset that is completely fucking alien to me and maybe the three of you together can can grow and become whatever it is you hope to become but all you're doing is fucking torturing me and i'm leaving I, I guess, like, he just kind of, like, turns, and, uh, while I'm wild-shaped like this, do I get the Trent's, like, double damage to objects? Uh, yeah, I, I gave that to you. Okay, cool. Then he's just gonna, like, punch the wall and, like, walk out. The wall of the inn or the wall of the carriage? <laughs> the wall of the carriage. Okay, roll damage. It's, it's like absolute trash damage. Uh, I may as well not even roll. I, I don't even think I can get over the hardness. Uh, it is doubled. And the right. hardness is five. Really? And you have a strength bonus. Okay. Uh, so that's six damage. So yeah, I put like a little dent in the wall. <laughs> Jeez. Does, did he have like no string. He sh it should be uh, at least one higher, I think, on the base. Oh yeah, cause... so that's two more, so eight, so three damage, I think, to the wood. Yeah, I think I think that kind of like puts a dent in it, especially given that it's like made of woven vines. Yeah, so just <clears throat> gives it one good sock, and then he walks out. <clears throat> you guys are making Leaf emotional. <laughs> 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 Back to hammering the fucking window. <laughs> Angrily. No, he's, he's like probably not even walking back into the town. He's just like going to take a nature stroll or something. Okay. Okay. Okay? Did you... <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't you okay, so are you, are you going to follow the road or are you going to go around the edge of town? He's a druid. Why would he need a road? Okay. Uh, do you want to go left or right? Uh, okay. On the map, not necessarily out of your direction. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh There's like a bunch of tokens skittering across it. Um, let's see. I don't know what's what's on. Like, I don't, I don't really have a bearing that's relevant. So, so I guess right? Uh, toward the river? Sure. Okay. Well, actually, no, because there there wouldn't be like woods or trees or anything over there, right? Uh, there's a little bit. Like the the green stuff is treed area. I mean, like he he would probably drift more toward like a wooded area, okay. which I imagine is opposite the river, most likely. Uh, you could either cross the river or you can go the other direction. Yeah. Crossing the river is too much work. I'll go the other direction. Okay. Sorry. You're good. Oof. Oof. All right. 
So Leaf wanders off into the woods. Not quite alone, but not with any other PCs. <laughs> hey, Buck, get bit by a werewolf. <laughs> this isn't the country where you usually have to worry about that. Um, <laughs> Brock, you got anything to follow all that up with? <laughs> Make it spicy. It'll be great. Ooh, do something humorous to lighten the mood. Throw another rock through a Bing. window. Being completely unaware of the situation, no, I would basically just still be hanging out. Do you want to see my pog collection? <laughs> All right, so I think so. You're you're sitting with Shaylin, and uh, she's sitting with uh, Maximilian. The priestess is still praying because it takes a fucking while. Um, but the uh, the one that she healed. Uh, you might notice begins to stir. I would rush over to him to see if he is conscious or still in kind of like that just moaning state. He, he's starting to come to consciousness. He's still scarred, but the, excuse me, uh, but he no longer looks injured. Uh, okay, does, does he seem to be in constant pain? Uh, he does not seem to be... He seems to be uncomfortable, and he seems to be confused. I would... Kind of, uh... I guess through... Uh, if I can, a heel check. I guess kind of do the thing, you know, like a paramedic does. Like, do you know where you are? Do you know where the president uh, is? Do you know what week it is? Uh, sure. We'll give that a heel check. It's wisdom-based. Okay, so with a 14, you uh, you kind of go through things and, like, you use this, like, the little starlight modes to do, like, the, the light in the eyes thing. And, like, you realize that his, his uh, he's not really answering you. He's, he's, like, looking at you as you're talking. But he's not really answering. Is he... Does he just not seem aware? Or does he just seem, like, brain dead? Um, no, he, like, sat up more or less on his own and stuff. So he's not brain dead. But he he looks a little confused. He gives no responses? No. Like, nothing verbal at all? No. Like, as far as you can tell, his physical reaction is fine. Like, his eyes, like, retract. Or his people's, uh... Anti-dilate. Contrict. Constrict, right? Contrict? Contract? Tracy, you were, you were the EMT. I mean, shrink also I'm, just works. I'm sorry, what are you asking me? Uh, pupils, what, they can constrict? They constrict. One? Or okay, they constrict yeah. or dilate, right? Yes. Okay, so yeah, the pupils constrict uh, when you put the light in, but he's he's not seeming to really uh, respond to you at all. If I ask him to blink twice, if he can understand me, what does he do? He blinks once. Did a response, or is that just a natural response? Um, a minute, a li I like a few seconds later, he blinks again. Okay, so he's just he's just blinking to blank. Uh, if I like move my finger around or something in front of his face, do his pupils follow it? 
like like he watches it for a second but then like looks at you and he kind of like goes back to it every once in a while if as you're moving it around would uh I would ask the priestess I would ask her uh, have you ever seen anything like this uh, she'll stop praying after a moment like what uh, well he seems not present and he's moving but he doesn't seem here she will she'll stand from her prayers and come over and try and uh, do something quite similar to what you did but a little more in depth uh, and she'll go through it and come to much of a similar result and she's like not sure perhaps he's um, in shock Given the looks of everyone, I'm not that surprised, I suppose. Something that will pass, or... I hope. Worse than that. She just says that she hopes. And... She goes back to her praying. He's gonna make sure this dude doesn't... just do anything like crazy like I don't know if he's in a mental state to get up and try and run around but he's just gotta make sure he doesn't do something like that like his attention at this point has slightly wandered he's looking around just kind of sit with him and watch and see if he starts getting some of his acuity back or if he's just gonna sit there absentmindedly or what uh, make me a perception check so smell taste or uh Touch based. No, it's visual no. and hearing. Um, then this is a, this is a fourteen. Should have licked him. Shame on you. Uh, you don't notice it at first, Brock, but there there comes a point several minutes later that you realize that he's hyperventilating and kind of just staring off to nowhere. Do I do I know the appropriate response to that? Um, make me a heal check. We'll treat it like knowledge. He is likely having some sort of panic attack or episode. To the best of your knowledge, it's probably best to leave him alone unless he starts acting out. Then that is what I'm going to do. I... Try and calm him, but physical contact is kind of a... Don't do that. I'm going to leave him alone, like I said, unless he starts trying to run around or something like that. After a minute or two, he will calm back down. So, Riley, Adira, this Great. isn't awkward at all. Yeah, let's um, jump back into it. Sean, <laughs> Sean. Yeah? Drink. Ha. Shit. Tava. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, I mean, with uh, Leaf's display... Um, I mean, when Leaf showed up, Riley was honestly surprised and then a little bit less surprised at the, uh, the, the passionate discourse that followed on both sides. 
Um, but then surprised once again at uh, Leaf's uh, outlash of anger in uh, bashing the carriage. But I, I think with that, after Leaf stomps away, and uh, uh, unless uh, Tava like immediately says something, which I'm not sure if she would. Um, no, uh, she doesn't. And for the record, you, you don't really see emotion cr- across her face at all at any point. That's fair. Um, so then there will probably be, you know, just a little bit of silence lingering. Um, and then uh, Riley will uh, stand up, nod. Uh, he'll he'll uh, reach into his bag. And as he's doing so, he'll say that. I don't know how much this means to you at this point, but I have enjoyed the adventures we've had together. But I apologize for not being able to in your eyes live up to the title that this bestows i wish you the best of luck on your adventures and hope that if i'm too sidetracked in aiding others that you can save the world from being destroyed honestly tava is going to summon uh use her summoning thing to summon a horse and she is packing her stuff on the horse and riding out of town. Riley returns to the inn and goes, uh, like, he pauses just for a second as he looks at the bar. And um, he he briefly remembers the kind of slump he was in between um, Victoria being taken away and his mom's death and him kind of being on his own back in uh, Solaria to uh, when he packed up everything and left. And... Um, once he's done reminiscing, he like opens his eyes, walks up to the bar, knocks on it a few times, and uh, asks for that stiff drink a little bit early. Uh, you will be poured something. Great. It comes in a big brown bottle. That's He'll take the bottle. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> he goes to pour it. You gotta just grab, grab the yeah, bottle. Yeah, that, that's cool. Like, yeah, just, she's like, oh, well, okay. Yes, I'm opening a tab. My guild will be on it. So just give me a bill come tomorrow. Okay, I'll give you a bill in a couple of hours. I'm, I'm kidding. That's a wheel or woe joke. <laughs> Great. All right. So you take you take this bottle. Um, how are you about to uh, do your first imbibement of this drink? Um, he takes, a, he doesn't guzzle it. He's not just chugging. Um, he takes a Shame. strong swig, um, you know, tips the bottle all the way back, fills his mouth. Um, I honestly want to say he doesn't even really enjoy the taste of it. He just takes a, you know, probably a couple of shots and uh, swallows it and puts the bottle down and or uh, swirls the bottle a little bit and just uh, stares off into the distance for a while. Okay. So you're good so far. Great. <laughs> um, and yeah, it, it is stiff. It is not tasty. Yeah, that that's, you know what, that's what he was looking for. So this is fine. <laughs> he gives compliments to the chef. Lana would shrug, and she says, well, I wouldn't call it chef, but I guess that's me. 
and then he says, you know, you, you deserve a little bit too. And he'll like begin like reaching around the bar to try to grab a cup so he can pour her a little bit. Like she like smacks your hand and like hands you a cup. <laughs> Great, he uh, pour, pours a couple of shots into the cup and hands it back to her. She'll take it and she'll just sip off of it, like uh, as she goes about uh, making sure that everyone has drinks. I'd like uh, Leaf and Adira to both make perception checks. Damn it, Tava! <laughs> Dude, come on! <laughs> I got a big old tin. That'll be a 22. All right. So in your Wooderly walk, you happen across a part that's thin near the road. And you hear the clopping of hooves on the dirt and gravel. As you look over, you see Tava with a heavily laden horse heading away. He does his best not to acknowledge her. Oh man. All right. God, is it hot in here or is it just me? God, this is hardly breathe. Man, I gotta loot this is in this t-shirt. It's just so tight around the neck. Hot and heavy, but not in a fun way. Is is it a Riley Morham t-shirt? Yeah, you know what? Actually, so sidetrack, sorry, real brief. Sean, you messaged the group a while ago saying you know who bought a Riley Morheim t-shirt. Like this was like a two months ago or something. I did not. Turns out Jake did, and it's delightful because oh. he showed up to game one day just wearing it. Holy shit! Yeah, it's so good. He also got a yeah, couple of I, stickers. I didn't know you sold stickers. Yeah, uh, there's <laughs> stickers. There, uh, I guess embedded advertising. There's shirts, stickers, yeah. mugs. Sean, where can you find all of these glorious Riley Morheim items? On tpublic.com. I think it's forward. I think it's just forward slash Eldritch Dream, uh, but there might be numbers in there. the The link will be in the episode description. Great. I'll follow on Twitter everyone who posts a tweet of their Riley Morheim product and tags me in it at C Accursed on Twitter. Instant follow. That's not a lot. I'm like not giving anything <laughs> away, but you can be my friend. That's cool. I, I think we're at the point where it's only people like or I, I thought that we were at the point where it was only people in the podcasts were actually uh, buying shirts but then like Robin bought the uh, the party name shirt Brian, Brian bought, has my psycho pump yeah Brian <laughs> bought the Geo Dragon shirt uh, and I thought for sure that you were the one who got the Riley Morheim stuff and uh, it's interesting no it's Jake yeah. So uh, big Jakey. shout out Hi, to Jakey. Hi, Jakey. Yeah, Good. <laughs> um. Okay. So Leaf is Leaf is turning his nose up at, at the leaving of Tava. Tava the is sitting at the leafing. God damn it! At the leafing of Tava. Tava herself sitting out on the road, leaving the Riley Morheim Guild behind. Uh, is she still wearing her cloak? Can I change my reaction slightly? Sure. I mean, so so he's he's definitely going to start off like turning his nose up, but if as she like rides by, he's just gonna call out and just say, "So you're really leaving?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And yeah. he obviously looks like concerned on his face. Um, yes, this this is what leaving looks like. You'll be missed. And I will mute. But I have to do what I believe is right. That's it. Okay. And so Tava rides off into the eternal night. You know what the most fucked up thing is? Brock is excluded from a lot of things, and it's never yes, really intentional. <laughs> I know. And the problem is, I had so many good responses that time. I was sitting there listening, like, I have a perfect response for this. I'm so sorry. Out of game, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I would have pointed out the fact that if you don't stop to save people along the way, when you get to the point where you save the world, everyone's dead, and it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is that is how things worked out, and she didn't go to say goodbye to Brock. So she didn't. She didn't even care, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is sad. Well, to be fair, she didn't really say goodbye to most anybody. It no, was kind of along the lines of kiss my ass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it's like that, Leaf gives her the finger. <laughs> and I bite it. Oh no! Wow. <laughs> Really going out and on a limb a on that one. return to our humble origins in Kinkfinder. <laughs> oh, that's back. Great. No kid. <laughs> oh, Drop shit. a hard sigh on. I'm just gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, Riley's drinking. Yes. Uh, he will very soon be getting drunk because I assume that's not where he stops. He is drinking and sharing stories with the few people that are still at the inn, including Lana. Any stories in particular? Is he trying to get his mind off things? Um, yeah, yeah. He'll uh, tell some tales of uh, just some casual youthly escapades back in Solaria um, with his uh, some of his childhood friends. Um Maybe the one time he had to uh, help his half-elf friends uh, after he stole from a local uh, market stall and uh, guards were actively hunting him. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me an oratory check. Hella. Uh, that's a 13. I want you to know that uh, I just rolled the perceptions to see if the people in the bar heard the argument <laughs> and if they uh, heard details of the argument. And I want you to know that one of them on, and this is all on the die, one of them rolled a 10. The other five rolled fours. Huh. Great. How's that for statistical probability? Um... <laughs> <laughs> So I think pretty much everybody like heard that there was some yelling and heard a loud crunch at some point, but uh, and then watched her it. ride off through the front windows. <laughs> so there, there's like this sort of dour kind of like, uh, like awkwardness. Uh, but uh, they they do take okay to your stories and whatnot. It's just like there's a mood. 
that's kind of permeating the bar. And I feel like the more you drink, the less it matters. That That's probably true. Yeah. So, uh, is, is Riley hitting a low point? Is Riley just going to drink till he can't think? Um, I don't think he's going to fully drink himself into oblivion. Um, he hasn't done that in at least some time um, since a few months before he started traveling, which I guess theoretically isn't really even that long ago. Um, but like, I, I feel like in the back of his head, just knowing that he does still have, uh, you know, uh, two other allies that are sticking around and, um, some important work that needs to be done. And the fact that he's not even fully sure that the fog is gone fully, um, just knowing that there's some responsibility, um, that he has to take care of and keep focused on will keep him from going blackout drunk, but he, he's, he gets pretty deep in there. Um, he, he's probably starts slurring his words a little bit before he eases up on the intake. All right. Um, Leaf, you're out there wandering in the woods. Yep. Fortunately. Uncomfortably quiet. Well, I mean, other than angry elven grumbling. Even so, normally you'd expect to hear insects, birds, something. But it's just the crunching beneath your feet, your own muttering, and the occasional whiff of a breeze that blows some leaves. It's very still. And the sky is very clear and open right now. Between the trees. <laughs> this is this is where I find the real Tava tied up in the woods. <laughs> uh, the body snatcher rode off on her horse. Oh, you're so pure at heart to think that's the case. <laughs> I just I just want to take you and squeeze you. You're so cute. <laughs> Yep, the cutest line. We will cull them like the rest. Oh, it's adorable. My heart melted. <laughs> some some things just need to be culled. Look, it's fine. I I'm I'm trying to come up with more like druidy terminology that he can use, and culling seemed the right thing to say. <laughs> it's like something coriander <laughs> would say if she could talk. <laughs> Yeah, right and, before she and, eats one of the cold. And new big words. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Like he's obviously creeped out by it, but he's he's just upset. Like he's legitimately thinking about leaving some like anti tava graffiti on one of the trees. <laughs> like <laughs> go go back to like where the carriage is parked, find the closest tree, and then like wood shape it with the message, you know, let this be known as the spot where the queen turned her back on her people. Or something along those lines. Wow, this collar is getting tight again around my neck. <laughs> oh, jeez. He's, he's pissed. Dude. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so, you're walking along and Box has been pretty quiet, too. He knows you're upset. And when you're really far out uh, into the woods... Uh, he'll speak up. Oh. 
and you feel his voice in you. You can understand it in ways that you never did before. Why is Leaf so angry? Tava left us. The gold lady, she was nice. She was. She has her own choices to make, and the one she took led her away from us. Why are you mad? Fox thinks sad. I think her justification was foolish. The thought that helping people is a burden. I don't agree with it. Oh, are you mad or are you sad? Both. Which one more? <laughs> sad, I think. Then why scrawl angry things on cousin? <laughs> uh, and he, he just kind of like holds up his, I guess, gnarled woody hand and uh, says, uh, I actually don't think I've had much uh, opportunity to practice changing. And uh, I think I might be a little overcome with it. But a lot of emotion. You're still small. It's the, the wild magic makes me perhaps a bit uh, more loose with my thoughts than I otherwise might be. But all, everything magic I said make was true. Fox happy. Well, I would hope. That's uh, why I use it, ultimately. Is to make sure that there are people that can still be around to be happy when all of this is over. Why not more cousins? There's more to the world than just trees, Box. Trees happy. <laughs> trees happy near you. Feel strong. And speak. Quiet and whisper to Box. You hear, Leaf? And he puts like he like puts his head against a tree. There are a lot of people out there and they can do a lot of good themselves. 
And right now they're hurting. You've seen the people we found after we passed through the fog. Monsters. Things like that cannot be permitted to go left uncorrected. There are people out there that are doing things like that right now. We've been given a great deal of responsibility, Box. It's our responsibility. And if if it were up to Tava, it's our burden to take on to help these people. Because there's no sense saving the world if all that's left is ashes. Ashes good for soil. Bad for everything else. Hmm. Box kind of like, kind of gets like a, a pose, like he's thinking. I mean, I, I guess they'll do more wandering, maybe like a few more minutes, and then head back to the town. Now that Box's uh, pensive conversation has kind of grounded Leaf a little bit more. Okay. When you get back to town, Box looks at it and he kind of like makes a a grumbling sound. Once again, this is something that you feel like your abilities is letting you hear, uh, as opposed to something he's verbally making. In the meantime, at the church, the priestess will finally stop praying. And she will cast some more restorations. She reverts Maximilian and one of the others back uh, to a similarly scarred state as the other one. Uh, Maximilian is sporting a great many more scars. Uh, and there's one that she's still been unable to heal. And she, she gives out a a sigh and begins simply to uh, bandage them and undo what physical tauting of the skin and whatnot that she can. Uh, does she do anything to the guy who just seemed mentally unwell? Uh, she de- she hasn't yet, no. Uh, beyond okay. just like checking in on him again. Alright. Uh, well then, I mean, Brock would just kind of watch and make sure everything goes okay. Uh, he would ask her, um, he would say, do you need any help overnight watching them? It would help. The sooner I get some rest and some time passes, the sooner I can try again with this one and see if there's anything I can do for him. And she, like, nods to the vacant one. Uh he would give her a nod and he'll say I can I can stay awake through the night and watch over them if you wish to get some rest that would be good if it's not too much trouble he would shake his head and he says I it, it is a simple task thank you come and get me or Liliana 
if there's any change. He would just simply nod and kind of find a place to sit where he can watch all of them at once. All right. So you sit up on the table where all the important things are done. No, I'm kidding. Not sit on a table. He would find a pew or a chair or the ground. Right. Uh, I was just kidding. So you find a place to sit and watch them. Shaylin stays at Maximilian's side, but exhaustion and stress kind of cause her to uh, fall in and out of, like, she dozes a bit here and there, but uh, does actively seem to be trying to stay awake. Leaf, you return to town. Riley, I'm just gonna say that you're stage too drunk. What's the scale on that? How high does that go? Uh, There are three, three stages, and then you either have to barf or go on a blackout rampage. Okay, yeah, stage two, uh, I guess, is the uh, fine point. Um, uh, about how long has he been at it? I'd say probably about an hour. Okay, because I, I imagine, like I said, he has these thoughts in the back of his head that's like keeping him from like just downing the whole bottle and getting blackout drunk and you know, making a complete mess of things. Um, but, uh, like, I imagine there comes a point where, like, these thoughts in the back of his head keep reminding him that, you know, there's uh, people that are, like, actively in the process of suffering at the church. And, you know, he... he it, The conversation just happens. He remembers some of the more poignant things Tava told him about, you know, leadership and all of that. And, um... Like, uh, like, I feel like eventually, whether it's this moment, an hour into it, or a little bit later, I guess is up to you for narrative convenience. But I feel like there will be a point where, like, he's building himself up, and eventually he'll, like, set down the bottle, take a few deep breaths, uh, guide himself standing up, and um, just uh, dismiss himself from the inn to go stay at the church so that he can at least see the end results of the things he put in motion, the things he put in motion being bringing these people back in hopes of healing them. Alright. So, when you return to uh, town, Leaf, Box is walking beside you. Grey Malkin kind of uh, curls out on one of his branches and assumes a lazy pose, sniffing the air. Mm. It smells like she's gone. It's just he leaf is pouting and he just goes, Oh, not you too. <laughs> I didn't like her that much anyway. She gave off creepy vibes. Who are you to care who you like or don't like? We all fed you. As you should. <laughs> and we will continue to do so good boy regardless of opinions it's best not to speak ill of people when they're not here to defend themselves Mm, but people do it all the time you just have to hear it we just have to be better Grey Malkin You're optimistic. 
Is there a problem with that? Me? Pessimists. <laughs> Pessimists never accomplish anything. It's the people who have a vision for a better world that consistently make strides toward it. Stupid cat. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, <laughs> like, well, while you're doing that, like, you would probably see Riley heading towards the church. Uh, y'all are a little bit behind him. He's, uh, Riley's like, um, he's not walking perfectly straight. Like, he's not falling over himself, I imagine. He's pretty graceful. So even, like, halfway to being blackout drunk, he, you know, he can probably still not fall. Yeah, you're only taking a minus three to dexterity. Yeah, that's nothing at this point. <laughs> um, so, but there, there's probably a noticeable little sway in his step as he's moving. Um, he and then what the probably real giveaway that he's been drinking is when he stops and actually sets down the bottle he's been drinking of, just like at the side of the road, and like <laughs> centers himself, and then uh, keeps on heading off to the church. Probably not even aware that you're there. I take it it's pretty late relative to y'all's time i would say it's it's decently late yeah all right so, so riley what are you still doing out riley spins a little overly dramatic and points at leaf and says funny you were to ask that question leaf i was going to ask the same thing of you gathering my thoughts the forest is too quiet i can't think so i came back here oh well i've been honestly doing a lot of the same and the inn was too loud so i've decided to venture elsewhere you've been drinking e yes yes i have um but that's besides the point i think um Leaf, Riley will like begin approaching Leaf. Important question. Did, and I already know the answer. I think I just want to hear you say it. But do you think that we made a mistake bringing these people back? I think that remains to be seen. But I think at the time it was the best choice. What if they turn out like how Tava said? Then our then, effort was for not. Then, but do you prefer the alternative? Where there were people left out there with hope and we we just left them to a hard fate? I, I don't I, think I, I do. <laughs> I suppose my um, issues at this point dearest leaf and he like puts a hand on your shoulder um is that if if there's truly no chance of returning to any decent lifestyle for these people am, am i responsible for their suffering no put simply You've done what you can, and if they're too far gone, 
you're responsible for ending the suffering. So you think, let me get this straight, Leaf, that if they ask for it, I should be the one to execute them. I think that's fair. And uh, Riley kind of just looks down at that and removes his uh, hand from your shoulder. And um, I, I, I just kind of like stop you as as your hand falls, and he because he he may have been like stealthily trying to steady you as you were talking, <laughs> and uh, he says, uh, "But this isn't an ordinary, or this wasn't an ordinary battle. These aren't ordinary wounds, but we're no ordinary healers." And I wouldn't have gone as far as I did if I didn't think there was hope. We're sponsored, backed, uh, at the behest of gods. And if the gods don't give us the power to right these wrongs, then I think we've more uh, problems than we we're aware of. So we'll see in the morning. Uh, I'll do what I can, and I'm sure the priestess will as well. And then uh, we can see for ourselves whether or not this was a mistake. Uh, Riley steadily nods, and he'll respond by saying, Well, that's, I guess, part of the reason, or most of the reason, why I'm going to the church right now, outside of to probably crash sleep and sober up a small bit is to if these people are you know suffering and if I had a hand in not leaving them that quicker then I can't turn a back on that I need to be there and see I need to be there and see what I've done. I mean, like, he'll, he'll, like, start walking with you towards the church, again, helping to steady you. And uh, he says, I, I, I get that, Riley. I, I feel it in the pit of my heart. I do. But you have to understand that even the best of people with the best of intentions still make mistakes and that doesn't make them bad people. If this turns out that this was a mistake and uh, we've only prolonged suffering, then we right the wrong and we go back out to the world and we work to do good. You're a good man, Riley Morheim. Well, leaf gold thrush, gold thrush. <laughs> he chuckles a little bit and says, if I'm a good man, it's only because of the company that I keep and the people that I have known and kept closest to me. Oh, hold on. I'm going to throw up. And he like uh, steers off to the side just a little bit and like begins coughing up slightly, um, like holding up a hand. And then he uh, glances over his shoulder and says, no, I, I think I'm going to be okay. I think I'm going to be okay. 
just take like a rag from my little tool belt that I carry around with, my, with myself and uh, I'll hand it over. Thank you. I don't know what was in that unlabeled brown bottle that just had three X's markered onto it, but it's not going down too well. Alcohol, I'd wager. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he uh, chuckles a little bit and um, just just follows up with, uh, you know, his face kind of straightens out and he follows up by saying, even, you know, even if this all goes bad and any one of them wishes that they didn't come back there's still a strong part of me that wants to as we venture into the world see if we can find someone to help them I don't know if I can stare someone down and slay them not these people not like this I don't know well that's uh a decision we'll have to stare in the face come the morning. In the meantime, try and get some rest. You'll want a clear head when it comes time to face it. Yeah. You know what would, would be great right now? Grilled cheese. <laughs> With lemon pepper? It, it, Riley, like, gestures, like, do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he uh, chuckles. You heard, it. you heard it here first, everybody. Lemon pepper grilled cheese. I'd try it. <laughs> I probably would, too. Yeah, why not? I'm going to go make one right now. Uh, but he just kind of goes to lead you on, and he says, come, come, Riley, let's get you some water. And he'll walk with you up into the church, and the second... Like, I'm assuming your hand goes to the door to the church. Riley, like, gla- grasps onto your shoulder and just, like, kind of half yells out. Brock has no idea what happened. Uh, his, his face kind of falls slack. And, uh, I, I suppose he'd probably be at the end. Or the inn. I, I just came from the inn, Leaf. Oh. Maybe he was maybe at this point the door would open oh great and, and Brock would just be standing there and he would say I have no idea that what happened Riley points at you but doesn't say anything <laughs> Leaf kind of glances at, at Riley for a brief second and then realizes that glorious leader is way too intoxicated to give any kind of coherent explanation. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I guess he'll he'll kind of like let Riley support himself using the door jam, and uh, he straightens himself and he says, um, "Tava's decided to leave." Uh, his face would turn from one of seriousness that he kind of had when he opened the door to one of kind of sadness and a little bit of shock. He'd say, why? What what has brought her to such a decision? Again, he like tosses a glance at Riley and Riley interjects, my poor leadership skills are the blame, I think. <clears throat> I only heard bits and pieces of the argument 
it, it started between Riley and Tava. I, I think she disagreed with our choices for these people. And would she have done with them? Probably have executed them. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, th- I think she, she questioned uh, quite significantly our practicality of helping these people in general. I, I think she's off to find a more direct route to leave, stopping leave. these problems. The word you're looking for is our humanity. She disagreed with our humanity. Buck would just kind of have a stunned look on his face and he would say, this this was not our decision to make. Whether they live or die is, should be their decision. Every individual should should have the right to choose. The argument's been had and Tava's made up her mind. She's already gone down the road on her horse. He's already left? Uh, I, I went to clear my head in the woods and <sighs> Mr. Morheim uh, spent his time in the tavern. I'm sorry we didn't think to tell you sooner. He would uh, just look at the ground and he would after a moment look back up at them and say that is that is unfortunate to leave for such a reason. We'll make our task that much more difficult well regardless we have the path that we must follow as great of a loss as this is uh, I don't intend to change would give a nod and he would look up at Riley and kind of over to Leaf and he would say "Does, does he need to sit down I can stand Brock, but, and Riley points at Brock once again, I have a very important question for you. Uh, yes. What happened to the inn's window, Brock? Is that the most important thing that we should be discussing at the moment? I'm a little intoxicated. I'm going to be honest. Sorry, I, I didn't notice. That's because I'm very great at hiding my true feelings. Of, of course you are. 19 bluff, by the way. Uh, did, oh, you... Um... <laughs> I'm not going to roll. Fuck it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> as, I, as I said, I, I feel there are more important things to discuss, such as our shrinking numbers. And he would motion to the people laying on the pews and their condition, possibly. Um, Riley kind of uh, glances off to the side until... Um follow up but uh, if you have a decent sense motive it might be obvious that maybe like his uh, weird segue about the window was a uh, 
kind of a limp attempt at uh, just avoiding the subject of what's in the church for just like a few seconds longer. Um, but since you pointed out, he'll like glance over and uh, not say anything else, but he'll he'll nod at you um, just conf- in confirmation that he thinks you're right. Now Brock feels a little bit sad. And Riley will uh, head in. Uh, he'll steady himself just a, a little bit on a wall before making sure he can, you know, he, he can function properly. And at this point, he'll distance himself from the two of you and take his time just going around and focusing on the, the people who are here that our group has brought back, their, their current states, what seems to have been done for them at the church. And um, un- unless otherwise approached, he'll probably just try to spend a little bit of time sitting or maybe passing out near each of them throughout the course of the night just existing in the same space and yeah so when you enter the church you would take notice that there's a I wouldn't even call it a chamber but there's a a section immediately to your left that has like archways and like veils and these veils are kind of see through uh, and you can notice um, what you would assume to be the body of Weiss uh, laid on a stone uh, table with a sheet placed over him. And then uh, as you make your way towards the front of the cathedral, you see a, a, a single person uh, sat up in the pews, a human man. And you see Shaylin kind of like trying to fight off sleep uh in a chair in front of another pew on the other side. You know what? Since um, I actually think this is weirdly appropriate. So he walks in and sees all this and his intent was to go around and like sit and just exist in the same space as all the, the victims from this. But I, I think upon seeing Weiss, um, someone who he initially offered to protect, but someone who had kind of like convinced him or pushed him aside by saying that they can handle themselves. And it kind of turns out they couldn't or could have used the extra help um, but seeing Weiss's body off to the side um, Riley's going to actually go there first and um, he'll, he'll be a little hesitant about what he's about to do he'll just kind of stand there awkwardly and th- think about his very brief meeting with Weiss, how their paths cross and how he thinks what happened might have been able to turn out differently if he had entered the fog sooner or had acted better or, you know, he'll, he'll turn inward on himself and figure out all the ways that he might have been able to change the outcome. But what ends up happening, I think, at this point in, you know, his half drunken stupor that I think is fitting for the scenario is that he'll uh, uh, kneel in front of uh, Weiss's body. And um, he, he's not the praying sort of person gods have never been like a big thing for Riley. He's always been focused on the human elements or the humanoid elements and community and what the individual can do. Um, And he's found some comfort in his remaining allies for sure, but there's still a lot of self-doubt in the aftermath of all of this. And um, I think at this point in like a half-drunken stupor, he he, uh, just like quietly to himself ask for some guidance or maybe reassurance from Caden, Callian. Um, and he admits 
to Caden specifically that he hopes this person has a decent rest because he doesn't believe they deserved to die so soon. Not absolutely not like this. Uh, go ahead and give me a charisma check. I really want this to be high. <laughs> uh, you have mana and you have uh, surgery. So if you do good enough, you can convince Weiss to come back to life. Wow. So I rolled a 13 plus my charisma. That's a 15. I will do a mythic surge to add a d6 to this. Okay. Uh, it's my last one for the day, but I feel like it's appropriate given everything that's happening. Uh, I rolled a 5, uh, so that brings me to 20. Um, let's see. Uh, I, I think I'm going to sit at 20. I, I think the Mythic Surge is all I'm going to invest all in right. this. Because it's appropriate, I feel. So, I think you're sitting there and you're praying. Uh in the only way that you really know how, which is not at all, honestly. <laughs> it's talking. But, uh, it's having an inner monologue, basically. <laughs> more or less. Yeah. But uh I feel like you close your eyes at some point and like mm -hmm. you're kind of still aware of your surroundings. And like sort of in your mind's eye, uh the sheet on the table kind of glows with a bit of an amber light and you hear Weiss's voice hey shut the fuck up will you he, his thoughts pause I guess and um he he says probably because that's his immediate response is to talk out loud I'm sorry did you speak guess I've got a moment or two. Okay, uh, this is happening. Yes. Um, I it's wasn't not expecting fault. this. Okay. I'm sorry. Go on. It's not your fault. I didn't... I was in over my head. I should have kept running. Maybe there was something worse out there, but... Well, I'm dead. I'm waiting on my judgment. And I doubt there's power enough to save me from that. I can hope for something good. But I have no clue, to be honest. But I don't blame you. Riley goes to say a couple of things, but stops himself from... Uh saying a lot of it but what I guess what he does end up saying is that um, it wasn't supposed to turn out this way we were supposed to bring you back or you weren't supposed to get caught up in this at all none of this was supposed to happen but then again is anything Uh, with that final word the light and like sort of the almost vision uh, 
kind of fades and it's just the back of your eyelids again. Riley uh, opens his eyes, uh, takes a deep breath and um, uh, like uh, actually like approaches the body and just puts uh, hands like very, very gently on the forehead. I know it's covered with a sheet, but on the forehead. And um, he says, I'm not certain what it's worth or how much a mortal's words carry across planes or across whatever this is. But in terms of judgments, I'm voting for you. So I, I hope you pull through. I hope it works out. Rest in peace, friend that I never knew. And he'll uh, pull away to go do what he came in here to do. And that's be around these other people. One is heavily bandaged, obviously unhealed. Two are unconscious, but appear to be in a scarred, but otherwise human state again. While another sits vacantly, occasionally looking at you uh, for a moment and then off somewhere else. They don't make any sound. They just are kind of there. Yeah, and Riley will sit in quiet, observe, probably go in and out of sleep for uh, on many occasions. Um, and that will probably be his nights unless his allies wish to uh, talk to him or do anything with him, I guess. Uh, at some point, Brock would go sit by, sit beside him. Obviously, at some point, when he's awake, not trying to wake not him. creepily his... when I'm asleep. Yeah, drunken sleep. Great. And uh, <laughs> he'll just kind of look at him and say, you mentioned that Tava left because of your leadership? Riley takes a deep breath. And um, he, he talks now like he obviously he's usually verbose, but he talks now like he's trying to keep a little bit quiet as if it's as if it might bother these people here. But he will um, say. Um, I yeah, that's uh, a uh, a wounding point of the discourse I had with Tava rock is the choices I make and the choices that I've made that have steered this group in particular directions though Brock if I can be perfectly honest um, as much as I've put my name on the group entity I've not necessarily considered myself the focal point of our decisions I'll I've always assumed that I could make the judgment call if need be to direct our party. But when it came down to deciding on where to go, it, I always thought it was a group effort. I don't know how much my words sway everyone here, I suppose. Or if I've elevated myself a bit more than I should have. Really, Brock, what I'm saying is I'm not sure where I stand. 
in relation to myself and you all. Good nod. He would say, your words carry a great weight with me, though so do Leafs and Tavas did as well. I do view you as our leader, though I do not feel that all decisions must rest upon your shoulders. They are all of ours to bear. As with these people that we brought, we all seemed in agreement to bring them, as we all made efforts to do so. Though I suppose, looking back, Tava did not make that effort, though at the time she did not speak out against what we were doing, though I find it hard to believe that your leadership was lacking due to the fact that it seemed to be a group decision at the time. And he would kind of put a hand on his shoulder. And he would say, I trust in your ability to lead. And I trust that should you should I feel that you are guiding us in a way that I disapprove of, that you will allow my words to bear the same weight upon you that your yours bear upon me. I just kind of look at him like with a just a intense seriousness in his face that you usually don't see uh which is unfortunate because actually uh riley's not really meeting your gaze this time he's because <laughs> brock always gets the shaft apparently <laughs> um uh riley's sitting on the ground um and he he's kind of just staring off ahead of himself he's talk he's definitely engaged in the conversation but he's not as he usually is like making eye contact uh he does nod and say um And that that's how I seek to move forward and how I've felt comfortable in this guild, Brock, is by assuming that everyone's words have weights here, not just mine. Though, as I mentioned, if it came down to it, I'm willing to take responsibility for the guild's actions. Responsibility, even he gestures to everything around you too and says, even for this, in hopes that maybe it would alleviate some of the concern and pain from yours and Leaf's shoulders. Uh, Brock would motion to uh, Maximilian over on the pew, and he would say, that there is a man that saved my life one day. And I would not leave him behind for any reason if I thought that his life could be saved. Regardless of what decision you had made, I would have brought him. So if anyone should bear the responsibility, it should be at least me. If you wish to share the burden together, then that is fine. But you should not share it alone. Uh, Riley uh, smiles a little bit and he'll uh, turn to meet your gaze finally. And um, he'll... uh kind of mutter you're looking a little uh more serious than i've ever seen you look before brock but yes these these words i i agree it's i i feel and have felt like i found good company even having lost half the company by this point i still feel that way and i still feel that way about the allies that have been taken and that have left us i just hope that we continue to move in a direction that we all find respectable and suitable 
and I, I have the feeling that with each other's supports, we can stand by the things we believe in, and at the very least, make sure that this world is a better place because of our actions. That's that's what I want to believe in, and that's what I want to move forward adhering to. Seems that we have, at, at least now, though I thought it before, have gathered a group of like-minded individuals. So, I do not feel that our paths would be difficult to keep together, as we all seem to be at least interested in the common good and helping people where we find them. And if that is the path you choose to walk, then that is a path I will walk with you. Riley nods, and he'll uh, respond with, then I'll take this night to share in the pain of those we brought back, and tomorrow I hope to wake up focused on a sense of hope that even if this church doesn't offer them much more, we can find a way to give them some semblance of life back that they would be happy living and we can continue to pursue that ideal but for tonight I, I feel like I ought to be left to experience this as is he would nod and kind of stand but he would leave his shoulder or his hand on Riley's shoulder and he would say I I know the importance of sitting and thinking on the uh, the moment, as I too have been meditating this night, and I will continue to do so in the morning. Hopefully, tomorrow will bring better feelings, as hopefully there will be, and he kind of motions to the people around, more to be hopeful for. And he kind of walks off, leaving Riley there. We'll go meditate by himself where he was at before people started yelling outside. Alright, whatever, I guess. Leaf will just go to bed. <laughs> uh, you, Leaf can go over and have chit-chats with the rest of the party, too. You can do the rounds if you want. No, I'm just gonna spoon my tree, man. Oh, that sounds like you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Honestly, I thought it would have been so funny if, like, Brock gave this whole heartfelt thing and you were like, yeah, Brock got the shaft. Riley fell asleep. <laughs> No, no. Ever, literally everyone else in our group have been having deep emotional RP tonight. You you deserve a little bit too. As funny as that would have been. And ha as <laughs> much as so I funny. regret not doing it. Fuck. Oh, it would have been so funny. I mean, I did, I did take it, Neil. It's fine. It would have been great. Yeah, I bet. I'll, I'll remember that. Maybe sometime in the future I'll snub you like that. Uh, so, I, I guess Leaf goes and uh, is the big spoon. Uh, You're damn right. <laughs> just, just this little elf wrapped around this giant tree ass. Okay, so that that was a really intense uh, episode, and that's where we will call it. Hey everybody, tune in with our next episode on the 27th to see what happens to Adira when she ventures out, away from the party and away from the guild. What will she do? in this vast, lonely world torn asunder. G'day, this is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress, a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler, 
cowboy motherfucker with six shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler. A Native American. He he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. And a Detroit teenager. Okay, so we're rolling into elves, aliens, and troll dolls. Through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Duster's Podcast on Twitter for details. Hi there, my name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to. I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder homebrew adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Alamancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting, and for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian, I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at ActionForge. Well, 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 these are the city slickers they send me. Asking for wine and a pretty glass. How about that? I mean, I, I did ask for the wine, but not exactly the pretty glass. Do you dig the graves yourself? I do. Seems tiresome, especially as of late. I've heard you had a few new arrivals. Yeah, it's been uh, a little bit weird lately. Uh, I'm not complaining too much because most of these people that wind up dead, they're ain't too much left to bury so i don't even have to dig a full grave as this collides in with him his neck shoots back in this contorted position and it says i am the vanguard of the ancients and then causes his entire body to explode sending just pieces of gore and viscera across the entirety of the tavern. There's just stunned looks on everybody's faces except for the man in black who is currently still playing his guitar. LCP D&D is an actual play D&D 5e podcast. Our current adventure is set in the fantasy Wild West and features orcs, vampires, and an all-original soundtrack. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D wherever you get your podcasts or head over to lcpdnd.com. A hero once arose to save the world from a darkness that smothered the land. He failed. For a thousand years since, the world has been a wasteland of ash and mist, oppressed by an immortal emperor, the Lord Ruler. Every attempt at rebellion has failed miserably, yet hope remains. Two brothers learning to harness the metal-fueled magic known as Allomancy. Their aim? Tip the scales in the war against evil. Ashes and Allomancy is an actual play TTRPG podcast using the Savage Worlds rule set and is part of the Hexgrid Heroes podcast network. If you'd like to become a patron, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash Eldritch Dream. We have a bunch of rewards for Dustress and Aeterna involved. You can also join us in the Hive, that's our Discord, linked in the episode description. 
You can also find links to our Tee Public, where we have tons of designs for various types of merch. Hit us up on Twitter or Discord. We love to hear from everyone and enjoy making new friends. And until next time, everybody, may the Elder Gods haunt your dreams.